0: trust. You are now on the inside of what I like to call circle of trust. You want me to trust you? Don't use big words you don't understand. News consumers
1: have gone into their corners.
0: It's time for who do you trust? Hubba hubba hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust?
1: What we have to begin to do is
0: look to ourselves. i given up why and trusting. Trust in. Americans may be leery of their political options in 2016 and full of anxiety about the state of play in the presidential election after last night's debate. But we have to trust somebody. Our series Got Trust? Exploring Faith and Suspicion in the 21st Century. Today looks at the U.S. military. According to a June Gallup poll, more Americans trust the military than any other institution in the U.S. 73% of us said that we either had a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the military. No other institution in American life even comes close. For instance, 9% say they feel similarly about Congress. Even after trillions of dollars of taxpayers' money spent and misspent on misguided wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, the weapons of mass destruction that weren't in Iraq, Americans still hold dear the men and women who wear the uniforms and perform the missions on behalf of a flawed civilian political system. Retired Colonel Andrew Basevich is the author of America's War for the Greater Middle East, A military history. He says, sadly, that America's trust for the men and women in uniform has meant a blank check for the White House and Congress to deploy those men and women all over the world.
1: So many of our national institutions have been found wanting uh, in that regard, whether we're talking about the Congress or we're talking about churches. Uh, And I sense that Americans are desperate to to find some large institution where people seem to get up in the morning and do the job that they were hired to do and 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 do it in the right way and and the military has become that institution in our culture do soldiers
0: operate on the basis of trust of each other in a squad in a in a command structure
1: there's A great deal of uh, historical evidence that those bonds of trust are enhanced uh, the closer you get to uh, being in harm's way. That said, uh, as with any institution, things are more complex than they may appear to outsiders. If there's trust and confidence within the military, there's also a great deal of cutthroat competition because it is a hierarchical institution and its members, particularly in the officer corps, yes, they sign up to serve, but they also sign up to see how far they can get in that hierarchy. So there is competition along with trust.
0: Do you think the political sphere of American government abuses the trust that the public has for the military by asking them to do things that they aren't capable of or sending them into missions that they aren't committed to, or that that they have no uh, willingness to uh, invest in the end game?
1: No question about it. I mean, I, I have come to believe that it is nothing short of a scandal that political authorities devote so little attention to examining the wars that we have been involved in, particularly in the greater Middle East over the past couple of decades there's there's no accountability there's no examination of what has occurred or of or of what's likely to come next there's no clear understanding of what victory would even look like and so we have a series of campaigns that simply continue to unfold one after another and it's it has become such an open-ended enterprise that I think that that really is an indictment, and it's an indictment that should be at the feet of our political leaders, much more so than uh, the military itself.
0: Where do you think trust is eroding, either within the military or uh, the military's perception of the, uh, the civilian uh, you know, political sphere?
1: I don't have enough sense of what's going on within the officer corps uh, right now to really give you a good answer to that question. I mean, I could speculate uh, that, uh, and, and, and frankly, I would hope uh, that there is a growing awareness within the officer corps that this enterprise that we're engaged in, whether we call it the war on terror or whatever, isn't going well, has has become to some degree mindless and counterproductive. And to the extent that there is that growing awareness, that capacity to think critically uh, within within the officer corps, that could well translate into a lack of trust or a lessening of trust uh, that officers have in the political leaders uh, that send them to go do what they're sent to do.
0: The military seems to embody both this intensive person-to-person trust and also this trust from admiration that comes from the public at large
1: part of the allure of life in the military that many civilians can't appreciate and that's that's okay but it is to become part of an enterprise that is based on a a sense of common purpose of collective purpose those concepts i think are tending to become uh, harder and harder to find in American life, uh, but they do uh, survive within the military.
0: So much talk in the political sphere is about: can we trust each other in communities? Can we, uh, uh, you know, find that common ground to deal with racial issues? Can we, uh, you know, create a a sense of bipartisanship and mutual trust? to solve serious problems of infrastructure and, and uh, you know, other things that we face in the United States that are certainly going to be challenges over the next couple of decades. What lessons from the military, short of everybody putting on a uniform, uh, do you think uh, we need to learn?
1: The place to begin is with a broadly shared understanding of collective purpose. When I was a kid at West Point, long, long, long ago, the phrase that was drummed into us was the motto of the military academy: duty, honor, and country. And of course, to some degree, that's just a phrase. It's it's just just a few words. But the the environment within the military academy itself, this place that we lived together uh, for a period of four years made that phrase something much more than words. It ended up translating into a a code, a set of values. And it seems to me if we're going to have any sort of uh, trust in society at large, there has to be that shared understanding of basic values, and it doesn't exist in in America today. I mean, at one level, we would all say, as Americans, we, we believe in freedom. But ask any collection of Americans, what do you mean by freedom? You're going to get a whole bunch of different answers. And I think that the absence of a common understanding of the core values defining our society, that creates barriers to, to the sort of trust and confidence that at least to some degree uh, exists in the military today.
0: Andrew Bacevich, retired colonel in the U.S. Army and professor emeritus of international relations and history at Boston University, is the author of America's War for the Greater Middle East, a military history. Andrew, thanks so much, as always. Thank you.